Before we begin, I just want to call out that Eddie was having some technical difficulties with his mic, and you are going to hear an audio difference about halfway through his, his mic gets a little bit better. So please be aware that that's going to happen. But anyways, let's get on with this week's episode. You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You are listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Ferguson. And I'm the other host, J.B. Wagner, and on today's episode, we're going to take a bite out of Disney's adaptation of the literary classic, White Fang. But first, Eddie, how are the kids? We are in that season of uh, you have your good days and you have your bad days, Yeah, where um, it was crazy, like Sunday night, kids went to bed. Uh, we got our first like eight hour stretch of sleep out of Ellie, which is like a big accomplishment for a four month old. So it was like, we woke up this morning feeling good. This is great. And then like bedtime tonight was awful. Just oh, of course. <laughs> hysteria. And yeah, what was so funny is, uh, we're trying to establish a bedtime routine for Lewis. So of course, know, okay, of we, course. Yeah. We go pee in the potty. We brush our teeth. We read books. <laughs> you know, it's like that, 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 that. So once he goes to bed, he doesn't want to go to bed. And it it dawns on him, I don't go to bed right after brushing my teeth. You know, there's other things to do. So he insists on brushing his teeth. Again and, and again and again. And again and again and again. And in a moment of weakness and parental weakness, we gave him his toothbrush. And I took a picture of it because it was just so funny. It's him sitting in his bed, holding his toothbrush, going, ah, 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 ah. and he's trying, he's bawling his eyes out, trying to brush his teeth while he's crying. <laughs> and he's just like, going, ah, ah, it's ah, the ah. saddest teeth brushing you'll ever see. It's saddest. And then, but he's so tired. And right. And you know, as a parent, it's like, well, you know, you need to go to bed, bud. Like that, yeah. that's what you need right now. And so he's like crying, brushing his teeth. And then he'll go, you know, like a really big yawn. And he's still trying to brush his teeth, cry, and yawn all at the same time. Oh, that is so goodness. sweet and precious. And yes. probably incredibly and, and hard course, not to laugh. And I'm a, you know, I'm a millennial dad. I'm like whipping out my phone. And I'm like, video, we're going to take pictures. This time, is too yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. And of course, sending out to the whole family like, Brushing your teeth when you don't want to go to bed. Exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So at least at the end of the day, um, hopefully he won't have cavities. That there's always the uh, silver silver lining, lining, (laughs) the silver lining on being a parent with a toddler. Uh, I was trying to figure out a a funny segue to then go into 1991, but we were toddlers at this time in 1991. This is true. We we have entered a new year. So on our quest to go from 1988 through 2005, all the Disney movies we grew up with. Uh, So now that we're in a new year, 1991, we wanted to update you on what was happening. Remind you, take you down memory lane. 
1991. Well, first of all, there's five mo- Disney movies in That's 1991. We've had big. Yeah, we've had single movie years, um, and this is not one of them. I don't know that we're going to have another single movie year like we've had. It's going to be nonstop. Five different movies we're going to be covering just for 91. And and this really kind of marks, you see this exponential growth in just Disney's production Mm -hmm. schedule. You can see it on our movie list on our website where we've kind of all listed out there. Honeywemade.com slash movies. There you go. You go and you see it and you see like each year after 91, the amount of movies just per year grows. And, And we're only looking at movies that actually carried the Disney name, right? They had other like Touchstone and other, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood pictures. They own these studios, but they never carry the Disney name. So like they really started to pick it up in the 90s where they're just making tons of different movies. Um, and you see that, you know, it, it worked. It brought in a lot of cash. So um, did we we uh, we also World Events 1991. I this is. Um, one of those events, I think everybody kind of has those moments where they can remember something big happening in the world. And for me, like I distinctly remember when the Persian Gulf War. Interesting. Started. I had zero, zero recollection at four years old. What was happening? <clears throat> because, in your <laughs> Well, it was. Um, so what's interesting is the Persian Gulf War is one of like the first like live televised wars. Um, yes. like Vietnam was one of the first actually televised where there's live images coming, not live images, but images coming back recorded yep. people are yeah, recorded images. Thank you. But Persian Gulf is interesting because they had reporters like reporting live from Kuwait and you could see the, like the troops going out. I remember watching bombs land on Baghdad live and it was like, literally it was live on television. This is, you know. I, I think my family hid my, that from me. <laughs> my, I just I'm remember, to talk to, I'm know, have to have a conversation with Ed. <laughs> my parents were, you know, amazed that this is happening. And, and I, I can distinctly remember it so much of, yeah, it was just a whole new thing for people. And, and people struggled with it too, right? It's like, oh my goodness, we've never, you know, the world will never be the same. Yes. Well, we've heard that a couple of other times. And to to give clarification, this is something that we actually missed in our 1990 recap. Uh, that the Persian Gulf started in 1990 and it ended and in it 90, ended in ended 91. 91. Yes. So this is going to be a recurring thing. We forgot about the Game Boy in 1989. <laughs> this, this is, is this a little is our, bit more miss? Yeah, if we had a data yeah. a, a a stats person, we could that we could pivot to them and say, "Hey, tell us what we missed on this episode." Yeah. Uh, so in the world of sports, we have nothing too exciting. The Giants won the Super Bowl. Minnesota Twins won the World Series. But we did have Michael Jordan winning his first title here with the Bulls. Did uh, So this is kind of on Disney. Did you watch The Last Dance? I did watch The Last Dance. I guess, yeah, I guess ABC, Netflix uh, part- ESPN. partnership, ESPN. Did you actually watch it? No, you know me. <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute, sports. hold up. I know you are a thespian and, of and everybody's NBA. coming. Oh, the Eddie, did you watch the last dance? I'm like, no, I didn't watch this. You do enjoy going I, to to basketball. I've taken you to many a Pacers yes, game. Yes. And I, I do enjoy going. That's more for the fan. Um, you love the, the you love the drum lines. You love the, oh, the, love the, the sections so with good, the chanting. So 
You love it when we're close to all the chanting sections. I do like watching live basketball, and a lot of that's growing up in Indiana. Um, And I do love a good sports movie. I mean, we'll cover a Mm -hmm. few of those here. Um, And I'm sure I would enjoy this documentary just because I like human uh, human stories. You love human. You love humans. That's good. That's good. Humans. Very Uh, (laughs) very scared if you didn't. I'm shocked though that they released that on. Netflix and not Disney Plus or ESPN Plus. So it was a it was a partnership. I think it had to do with the rights. Um, they uh, okay. It was a partnership between Netflix and ESPN. Um, it was h- tightly controlled by Jordan himself. So that was okay. another like. Obviously, if they don't get him, it's not it's not it's a not documentary, documentary that's yeah. that's worth it. Right. So, but. Uh, what what else was happening in entertainment at this at that time? Not not, not twenty twenty. <laughs> um, the uh, number one song that came out was "Everything I Do I Do It for You" by Brian Adams. Love a good uh, Brian Adams, little angsty music there. Uh, New Nirvana comes onto the scene. They released their song "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, uh, I've never been a big Nirvana fan. I know that there's some who are are fairly dedicated there, but I just could have never have gotten in there. The number one movie in uh, 1991 was T2 Judgment Day, um, which, if memory serves me correct, is the one where like he liquefies yes. and turns into silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my, I think my favorite out of all of the Terminator movies. Um, <laughs> I do like that one. Um, Pixar did the computer animation on that, by the way. Interesting. Little known fact. Um, it was the, only the second time that they had a fully CGI created, um, character. Wow. Um, yeah. Do you know what the first one was? Uh, I mean, other, you're not talking about animated characters, like. No, like CGI. Yeah, right, right. So, like, computer generated. Are you the talk- first one was in the Adventures of Young Sherlock. There's a stained glass knight who comes off, and it's all stained glass. That was the first one. These are the nuggets you're here for. I know useless information. See, this is what I learn when I'm not watching sports all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there is a movie that's going to be coming out uh, in ni- that came out in 1991 that we are sure to hit hurt hit hurt hurt. Hit uh, the number three movie of that year was Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. Beast. That is coming, people. Get ready. First animated feature to be nominated for Best Picture. Incredible. Incredible. We in, well, I may or may not be on my um, Disney Mount Rushmore. Is that what we called it a few episodes ago? With, yeah, we're going uh, to come up with a good, good, good nickname yeah. for that. Uh, so, You're going to have to come up, uh, share this next one because I, I don't know Jeffrey. Uh, we're so as as always we've got a random things that don't really fit in necessary category uh one of which is the web browser that was invented this year i think we said the world wide web was in the year before so we've got the web browser you can get on www but then jeffrey dahmer is captured this year he was um uh a nice individual who um uh i think 
did a lot of bad things <laughs> and we were very <laughs> glad that we got him uh so there's a shout out to my bad wife things that we don't share on and on on a disney podcast we always have to have one random thing we had crack cocaine <laughs> in the 80s and we have jeffrey dahmer in 1991 there just wasn't a ton that happened that year i'm sorry i had to i was pulling for anything other than the persian gulf war ending but um let's do a hard right turn we are these next couple movies we're going to be doing are deep cuts. If you are a Disney fan, these these are some deep, and I mean really deep cuts, for some of the movies that we're going to be talking about uh, in the next several episodes. But we're going to have fun with it. We're going to enjoy it. We've got some. I've got some great research that I've done. I know you have always have some great nuggets, Eddie, that blow my mind. So today, let's pivot. Let's go into what this episode is all about, which is the movie white fang cue the disney-ish sound effect okay let's read imdb's prose for their piece on this movie white fang Jack London's classic adventure story about the friendship developed between a Yukon gold hunter and the mixed dog wolf he rescues from the hands of a man who mistreats him. Probably needed to do some grammar on this because we don't know who who he mistreated. Was it the boy? Was it the dog? Anyways, <laughs> that's here nor there. Eddie. Sherry would be so proud of you. Right yes. I, I'm, not a, I'm not as great with words as you can hear from just listening to me talk for a little bit. So this movie, Eddie, had you seen this movie before we did this experiment? So I thought for sure that I had because... And I'm shocked because um, I, I, this is a dog movie. You should have I, seen exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. I just I, assumed. You need, to, you need to return your animal lover card but for not I, this. So, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I have zero recollection of this. So much so that I even called my sister and asked her, like, did we ever watch White Fang as as what, kids what did growing she say? up? And she's like, "No, I don't remember us watching that at, at all." And she's like, and then she goes, "Because I said, hey, so I'm I'm watching White Fang, and I can't remember if if we ever watched it as kids." She's like, "I'm watching White Fang, like you're watching White Fang all by yourself <laughs> on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> exactly." And I was like, "I'm, I'm doing it for for our for our <laughs> podcast," and she's like. Ugh. And she was, oh, oh, well, tell JB I said hi. Oh, okay. Uh, so hi. Um, <laughs> but no, neither of us ever remember watching this as a kid, which is remarkable. We're going to get to another movie here in a few uh, uh, episodes. Years? Years? I mean, it is going to take a while. It is going to take a while, but a few episodes where um, there's another movie of similar content called Iron Will, um, which was on repeat in my family's house. So I think we watched that one so much that I just assumed we had watched White Fang. Yeah. But we hadn't. So I was like, this is great. I didn't know this. So Sarah did watch a little bit of it with me as well, but um, she gets up a lot more to feed Ellie in the middle of the night. So she falls asleep <laughs> whenever we sit down and watch movies. So she's like, I think I read the book. I don't know if I've seen the movie. So neither um, of us had any any specific memories from our own childhood for this one so this right. is our first one where we we're coming at this fresh many years later <laughs> many, many years, years, many years, many years later. later 
I'm familiar with the source content, right? So, I mean, I don't think you can get through uh, a, a literary education, even at a high school level in America, without at least a reference to Jack London, a reference to, you know, kind of the um, nature adventurism that, you know, it's a kind of a unique genre that he um, he's definitely kind of a primary voice in American literature with. Um, so he wrote not only White Fang, but he also wrote The Call of the Wild, which Disney-ish kind of came out with their version of this year. It was Fox Studios who did it, and it was released like right after Disney had bought Fox. So um, did you see the trailer? This is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but did you see any of the trailers for The Call of the Wild? I don't know if I have. So it stars Harrison Ford as a grumpy old man. So so that's what I got mixed up pl- with. I got I got pl- I got it mixed up. He they're both Jack London uh uh novels, right? So White Fang and then the second being The Call of the Wild. The stark difference is um in White Fang, they actually used dogs. And <laughs> Call of the Wild they did all CGI dogs, and it's obvious. It's obvious. Oh, no. There's just no... Oh, no. Like, it's just like a... You should have just hand-drawn, cartoon-animated this dog, because it probably would have come across better. So before I watched it, I was thinking, oh, White Fang, I think that's the adaptation that they did with Harrison Ford. And so the whole time going into it, I'm like, oh, I'll have to go back and see it. And then I tried to go look up recent 2019 or 2020... Harrison Ford, I'm like, it's not anywhere in here. It's nowhere. Like, what happened? And the only thing I could find was a 2018 animated adaptation of uh, Call of the Wild. Not Call of the Wild, uh, of White Fang. White Fang. Yeah, but it was, a, it was actually a Netflix animated yeah. film. And when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, that seems like a kind of different movie than what I just watched with White Fang. But because the actual story of White Fang is actually kind of different than this specific adaptation of it the character which is ethan hawk's character in the in the film the boy he he's actually not in the actual literal story he's an amalgamation of a bunch of different characters which is pretty common in a film adaptation is just we don't have time for all of these people um and because you spend so much time in the book with the dog and that's kind of hard on screen to spend that much time unless they're talking dogs, which they didn't go that route for this. Um, uh, I understood their choice in finding some character that you could kind of identify with and do that. I know Dumbo was a recent movie that they just did that with. They added a ton of characters around the kids taking care of Dumbo to help you kind of like be Mm -hmm. intimately connected with the storyline more than, Unless you're a dog lover like you are, Eddie, which yeah. is like all you need is a little puppy right there. I'm, I'm, I'm well, in, this I'm is in. what the the movie kind of had such a mixed reception because it was a, such a departure from the from the book, like the spirit of the book. Did you is, find some did you find some forums where people are still mad about it? <laughs> still is a strong word, um, but definitely a um, some residual. Residual resentment. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> no, you see like a book ad- adaptation is so difficult to do, especially one that is centered around um, around an animal um, as as your central character. But it's interesting because when you watch the movie, you would assume it's all about Ethan Hawke's character, Jack. Um, they do, and they do spend quite a bit of time up in the front. With with the, with the dog, and in fact, there was definitely some moments where I was like, "Have we gone from the movie to a nature documentary?" I'm waiting for them to go, "The wolf in its natural habitat." <laughs> Although one moment when I did, when I was thinking, it's like now it would be a perfect time for them to have like melting ice, and then mm-hmm, we transition mm-hmm. into now we're in spring, and that happened. <laughs> and I just started laughing. The white gray wolf is the. <laughs> Apex predator of the Northwest Territories of Canada. It, I, yeah, yeah. There, it, but mm-hmm. so what I I appreciated in in looking up some of the stuff is one, it's pretty obvious they used actual animals. Yeah, for this, and in fact, the bear attack, which definitely got me pretty emotional, feels it's, so real. And the reason it feels so real, it was actually Ethan Hawke in the scene with the bear. They're holding the bear's little toy or something that it loves over on one side. So if you watch it, the bear's little toy, the bear's little toy, the the trained bear (laughs) has a little toy and Ethan Hawke is running one way on the camera and the bear kind of is running. But if you look, he kind of looks a little awkward. He's actually running the similar but a different direction um, at the same time. But it looks like he's running right after him. But that was a real bear that they used in in there and obviously the wolves are all real um those were not on the same set it said that some of the research i done they did not have them occupying the same set uh it was like yeah. a very limited crew but that was definitely something i was thinking as i was going through it was like okay are we now on the nature documentary okay now we're well, back into the feature film okay this <laughs> was one of the first movies i can ever think of that opens with a humane society warning Oh, it was intense. I think like I stopped the very, it for a, scenes the of very, peril were simulated and not real. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to lead with this. Usually it's like at the bottom of the credits, like no animals were harmed in the production of this film. No, like we're going to put it right at the front. Ethan Hawke in this. How did you feel about Ethan Hawke in, in, in this? This is his first leading role in a, yeah. in a film, and he was previously in Dead Poet Society. So he's got some... Name recognition? Did you like Ethan Hawke in this film? Did you were you clinging to him talking about his dead parents? <laughs> I so uh, I I do uh, like Ethan Hawke. Like Boyhood is one of my f- more favorite kind of art house films, and I don't yeah. know if you've seen that with him. The one that they film over the course of like 10, 12, 12 years, twelve yeah. years, yeah. Um, I find him to be a very real, authentic actor. Like you do, just connect and resonate. But this one, not at all. I just not there was really. such a no. I just I thought there were so many. He's got he's got a he's got a clean moments. he's got a clean shaven, plucky, ready to storm through the mountains. And but probably he's would great have died. in Dead Poets. Is Dead Poets? It is before this. Yes. He yeah he was uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I, I struggled at times. The, um, the constant, uh, handing out of chewing gum 
Oh, the chewing gum. Everybody, you want chewing gum? You want chewing, you want gum? chewing gum? When are you, you gonna run? You, you can't have infinite supply of chewing. I know, gum. I know. Well, and uh, hey, boy, uh, your breath smells good. Do you have any chewing gum? <laughs> yeah, I, I felt um, overall immediately from the opening crawl or um, shots going in. Whereas, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, obviously, it was a it's heavily emotionally weighted for me because I love that film. Growing up, I watched it a ton. This one felt like we were prog- so we were progressing all the way to Little Mermaid. This felt like a step backwards in the sense of it felt dated. It felt old. Now it's it's a period piece in the eighteen fifth uh, in the eighteen hundreds, but at the same time, it felt older. It felt slower. It felt like they kind of not took a step back technologically, but just took a step back from the rest of these films that we had been already previewing. How'd you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, it kind of uh, still had that pacing of an older, of an older film. 60s, 70s. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Kind of We're just kind of, and, and I don't know how much of that was actual kind of old film pacing or if it was trying to um, kind of take the sense and the feel of the novel, you yeah. know, which is a little more descriptive and, you know, takes its time. Um, so I don't know how much of that that it pulls from that. But at the same time, there are some pretty intense um, action sequences. Um, and I'll have to tell you, I think one of my, well, my favorite scene from the movie that may go in as one of my favorite scenes now of any Disney live action movie when the casket falls off the side of the hill and you see the 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 blue the corpse the corpse that is now blue like bright blue blue. and what is it holding is it holding its own he's holding the dog he's holding a dog i couldn't tell if he was holding a dog or he had strangled the bear (laughs) the white polar bear that had killed him I couldn't tell the difference and it's just sliding across the glass and it's just out there. No, no first, first he's going head over heels it tumbles through. down the hill and he's clutching the dog the whole time and the dog's like baring its teeth. Ha, you know, like it just, I, I know. And I then sh- they, it, they, they actually so do. It falls through the water with Ethan Hawke and so well, they Ethan rescue. Ethan Hawke goes down he, first he, and then he like then plugs the, the hole. And then it plugs the hole and he can't get, <laughs> get out. So they get him out, they get him out and then he gets him all safe, gets him all warm. Okay, so okay, I'm going to go get him. And the guy goes back to go retrieve him <laughs> out of the, it was ridiculous. Out of the water. It, w- it was Puts definitely. Puts him back in the, oh, and then I think. Uh, so I'm I I don't know if it was meant to be that comical, but I am laughing my <laughs> face off that whole scene. And then we finally like get to his cabin or whatever, you know, Dutch. You know, we get to Dutch, and and he's like, uh, you know, uh, what's one of your favorite memories from Dutch? You know, do you want to say a few words? And he's like, oh no, I hated the man. <laughs> All this effort to get Dutch All back to his home. And you know, he's like, well, but I gave him my word. But I gave him my word. Better well, times, great. Eddie. Better times when we <laughs> lived by our words in the 1800s uh, and helped Dutch, Blue Dutch, <laughs> get to his, his homeland. I I have to go back and rewatch that because I was laughing so hard. 
honestly, I think it might go down as as one of my new favorite Disney movie sequences. Blue Dutch head over head over heels, going down that, and then slide. <laughs> That's great. Uh, there. Oh my god. So so, so watch- needless to say. I did not watch this with my kids. You did not. I I, yeah. I let Buddy watch the first part of it. Uh, I tried to point out the the dog dog as much as mm, possible, mm-hmm. and he he was definitely he was picking up on the emotion of when White Fang's mom dies. Uh, when some of the dogs when they're fighting, he was like, "Oh no!" And he was really into that part. But I think he went to bed somewhere. Okay. In the middle, at the end of the first act, so he didn't get to see some of the things. I think he saw some of the wolf attacks and things like that, which they tastefully, you could only hear the guy dying in the back wilderness, in the background. How totally uh, random was that? Where he's just like, oh, I'm going to run off into I'm the woods run and, off and fight off the wolves all on my own. It was, that was dumb. Yeah. I think this is a great time for us to bring up the ending, the ending text on screen that one shattered my sto- my whole view of not only this story but every other story in- that I've ever heard of or watched or paid money to see especially like the gray with Liam Neeson this little this little nugget that came on comes on at the very end of the movie you've seen this these wolf attacks and everything like that this comes up on screen <laughs> there has never been a documented case of a healthy wolf or pack of wolves attacking a human in North America. Because wolves are, were systematically eliminated throughout most of the United States during our early history and continue to be persecuted today, a nationwide effort is underway to reintroduce wolves into the wilderness areas and ensure the survival for their generations. There's never been a documented case of a wolf or pack. It's like telling me that there's never been a shark attack. And now we we have to remove at the end of Jaws. It's like you just Jaws. finished Jaws. There's never been like, a documented wolf attack in ever, ever, and we have countless movies with that as a story plot. It's like saying there's no gravity. It's like it's like all of a sudden there's no gravity. I was so mad. I was so mad. You, you know that all I, you know who I could think of all I, who I could think of during all this. Who? Pluey. Pluey. Pluey, the wolf that needs his own wolf highway across oh, North America from the West Wing. Yes, of course. There's a West Wing reference here. We got to have at least one and <laughs> everyone. I I don't know about you, but I was so mad. I was like. <laughs> What did I? The, the, this movie isn't. It's, it's totally not even, made up. It's not wolves, even, wolves do not act like that. There's no case totally made of a healthy wolf attack. This is no. incredible, and I feel <clears throat> lied to on so many levels. It 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 brought it was my my blood was boiling reading this thing. I paused it, and I had to sit there and dictate every last. I was like, let me stop this. And I was like typing all this because I have to read this for our viewers. <laughs> let me just tell you, there, it's not a real thing. There's never, it's like, it's worse than a ghost story because we, we kind of feel, oh, it's funny. It's a ghost story, whatever. This is not real. Wolves do not systematically hunt people down and kill them. It's not a thing. No, like feel, what they I were, yeah, to. like half the movie is totally fabricated and, and made up. It has 
not based in reality. If you want a good taste of reality, there's a uh, helpful documentary. I think it's still on Netflix called Wolves of Yellowstone. Oh. Fascinating look of when they reintroduced wolves to um, North America and they started in Yellowstone and the direct impact on the ecosystem like rivers that had dried up started to flow again because wolves were reintroduced and they like track like what are all the different impacts on the ecosystem that wolves bring and how it's like they're one of the most healthy animals to have in the life cycle. That's funny. Another thing, random thing that uh, I want to give you guys up. Another thing that in this movie is not real is some of the snow isn't really real because they had to ship in snow from Canada for some of the scenes because it was un- <laughs> unusually hot um, for that. In Alaska? In, in Alaska when they were filming this. Um, also, there's some, um, I'll put this in the show notes, but there's some <laughs> cool behind the scenes of the city of Haines, Alaska, that they have a memorial museum hmm. for um, in the town because the the production pumped $2.5 million into the town to just to film all of this stuff at. So we'll put that in That's the, really cool. the show notes as well. Eddie, so how are we going to rate this? I don't even know if we got to, we didn't even really get to parenting perspective at all because we mostly just no. stayed on, on <clears throat> and, this. And I feel like instead of fruit snacks, we should do sticks of chewing gum. Yeah. How many, how many sticks of chewing gum are you giving this thing? I'm going to give it one. <laughs> I'm going to take my chewing gum and go home. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to play this game because I was, I was so distraught by that, by that ending credit. You're not, even, ending. you're not even getting one stick of chewing gum. <laughs> You're going to chew the chewing gum and like stick it under their chair and be like, ha, I'm going to get them. I'm going to prank them with their own chewing gum. So so we get a little bit of a taste of what this movie would, how it would be different in 2020. Um, Not just with the call of the wild, you know, they would CGI every, all the dogs. But um, did you see the Disney plus original Togo with Willem Dafoe? Is that a is it a live action dog movie? Yes. Yeah, then I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, it's like that in westerns. I just immediately just say nope, pass, hard pass. And I'm the opposite. Where I'm like, ooh, how are we even friends? <laughs> um, so have you heard the story of Balto? Have you ever I've heard, heard the of dog Balto. Balto? Yeah. So long story short is there was this um, sled dog run in. Um, in Alaska, I can't, I can't remember the year, um, that they run and get medicine. And oh, I've watched dogs, that. The dogs that's, bring that's the a, medicine That's an animated back. film, right? Is that a Disney one? Is that going to be on our list? No, no, no. Balto is not. Okay. Um, not, I, not I can't it. remember okay. who did that animated film. But it was teams of dogs that did it. And the majority of the run was actually done by one man and his team of dogs. His lead dog was Togo. But the last, like, three hours of the whole epic thing was done by some random guy, and his lead dog was named Balto. And a guy got it wrong, and he wrote this newspaper story saying, Balto saves the day, when really Balto only ran, like, three hours of it. And this (laughs) other dog was actually the one who stayed. So many lies, so many lies in Alaska and with these dogs. But you know, so Togo is the true story. They set the the record straight with Togo and Willem Dafoe saves the day and bringing the vaccine to this remote 
Alaskan town. So that's how it would have been done in 2020. Nice. And if you want to know more about this dog that was in, that was used as a part of White Fang, you can learn more about Jed, the dog, on IMDb because he's in several <laughs> other feature films. And you can see what else his, is he in? Let me just click on it real quick. He is in oh, several yeah. other films. I think he is in. Um, he's got a he's got a fan club here. Filmography. Um, he's in Woods and White Fang too, but he's in The Thing. <laughs> he's in The Journey of Natty Gan, and in he's in Dead Kennedys, The Early Years. I'm wow, but he has an IMDb. The Thing is a big one to have that on here. Yeah, um, but he has his own IMDb. He's the first credited actor on IMDb for this movie. <laughs> wow, so it's so ridiculous. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, is there any unintended morals of this story? Um, like, I think some people might think like the Alaskan wilderness, you know, if, if some random teenage boy can go, can make it and do just fine. So can I, <laughs> and, and I just want to be like, no, it's, it's dangerous. Like most people do die there if they just show up with nothing but chewing gum. Exactly. Uh, I did. I forgot. There was one good. We've always looking for these good parenting moments in, inside of here. A good mm. little emotional nugget. I did find one and I wrote it. In, okay. I wrote I wrote it. it. More talking. Uh, I, wrote I wrote it, it down. It. Uh, it's uh, Jack talking to uh, Alex outside the outside the hut or the, the cabin. He says, I always talking about his dad who had lived in the hut. I can stop saying hut <laughs> living inside the cabin. He said, I always thought he was a hero. A mother would tell us stories of where he was, never knew what was true. He said he wanted to give us a better life. All we wanted for him, all we wanted was for him to stay. Mm. So talking about his dad going off into the mountains to go search for gold and to bring back this fortune. And he gets there, he gets to his dad's place. And all he can think about is how he wishes he would have been around with his dad. So that's why I can say the untimed more of the story is go follow in your dad's footsteps as he went and left his family all alone because you will end up getting rich because of it. Right. <laughs> that's the unintended moral consequence of this story. I think that though leads well into uh, a good dad tip, like on a serious note, like presence is always better than presence, right? Ooh, like, that'll, that'll tweet. That'll tweet. Presence um, is better than presence. And that just kind of shows that that side of that very well of, yeah, he doesn't really. Now, at the end, he, you know, does run off with gold and great, but I think he would have just rather have had his dad. My dad tip is if you paid or don't pay for any type of survival gear that has to do with fending yourself off from wolves because they will not attack you. It's not real. Yeah. You don't That's need my it. dad tip. Just uh, spend that money on more chewing gum. More chewing gum. <laughs> so that is it for today's episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Eddie, what is the question we're going to ask our followers, subscribers to answer on our website? What's the poll question we want to go with today? In your survival bag, uh, what flavor of chewing gum would you bring? Mm, that's deep. Uh, mint, uh, juicy fruit, or uh, double bubble. 
So go to our website, honeywemade.com slash listener, where you can answer our different poll questions and you can let us know uh, what flavor of chewing gum would you bring with you into the Alaskan wilderness to survive off of mint, juicy fruit, or double bubble? Um, <laughs> you'll notice uh, a serious omission. Uh, I'm not including Big Red because Ooh. cinnamon Ooh, chewing black. gum is just disgusting. Black. Like, no. come on, people. No, 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 no it's not, not chewing gum, okay? So no Big Red here. We are going with the the standards, mint, juicy fruit or double bubble you let us know at honeywemade.com slash listener so thank you for listening please subscribe follow us go to honeywemade.com slash movies to see our full list of all the movies we'll be doing we'll be updating that as we go but our next film that we've got is another deep cut it is shipwrecked so gear up for that some other dad joke in here about ships and naval things but Eddie, you, you said you had a you had a pre-existing thing you had to do. You had to run off for. I need to go brush my own teeth. You need to brush your own to brush your own teeth. And <laughs> I have to go get out the word about wolves and they don't attack people. Wolves are safe. Wolves Pluey are safe. Bluey is our friend. Bluey is our friend. Thanks for listening. Bluey.